Welcome to Musician Metaphysics. My guest today is the one and only Billy Everything Ebling. Our paths converged initially in 2019 at the lively locale of Knuckleheads, the backdrop of the weekly jam hosted by Billy. His introductory remark to me was humorously brazen and from the stage, an instant that ignited a bond between us. Since then, we've become comrades in guitars and music. Billy isn't just a prodigious virtuoso, with prowess spanning multiple instruments from harmonica to the piano, accordion, and guitar. He's also one of the most committed, relentless artists I've ever been fortunate enough to acquaint myself with. In our conversation, we delve into the peaks and valleys of performing, moments of unadulterated ecstasy that render the grueling efforts worthwhile, the enchantment intrinsic to crafting songs, and a plethora of other engaging topics. So ease into your seat, unwind, and brace yourself for an immersive expedition into the life and times of the one and only Billy Everything Ebling. I got nothing but time for bullshit, kids. Yeah. It's an interesting... You know what? I just have an extra belt. Yeah? Because I like the, the color. All right. Well, I got to give you the same lecture I gave everybody else. Don't touch the microphone? No. Oh, no. You can t- <laughs> touch it all you want. I want you to make love to it. I want you to make sure you're right, you know, you're in that mic. To me, this is just getting to know, like, so you know that you're not alone. And you think, you know, when you hear somebody out loud saying the thing that you're thinking, it kind of helps you to be like, okay, I'm not, I'm not fucking nuts. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe they're both. <laughs> well, yeah. Maybe you're just as nuts as the other person. Well, sure. And that's, that's, there's, that's, com- there's comfort in that as well. You know? Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, the one and the only, Billy Everything, Ebling, his, his uh, Christian name. I like that moniker that you gave me. Yeah? Everything. Well, it's fucking true, man. You can cuss on this, too. I didn't. Oh, no. Okay. Not me. No, I've never heard Billy say a curse word in my life, I don't nope. think. No, but I, I do famously tell the story of my first time at your jam, which was really the indru- in- <laughs> introduction to my life here. And that was, you know, you don't need those from the mic. <laughs> but I was holding my amp and my shit right when i walked in man well didn't you have all your pedals on a digital yeah i had format. a bunch of dumb shit like i didn't know basically i i didn't know how to hook that up so i was trying yeah. to sh- no you shy were you away from it because like i don't know what that's oh dude i don't know how to do that i cannot i cannot tell you how formative my time like because i dude there was a time i was there every saturday and it I knew I was doing good when you'd leave. You'd put me on a stage and go somewhere. You know, I don't know what you're doing. You're taking a break, but you didn't have to worry about it or something. I guess. Well, I knew that you had it under control and you could run run the songs and I'd be in capable hands. And it would be good for me to come off stage for yeah. some point between 1230 and 5. Yeah. Well, it was always, I, I really appreciated it because it, it helped me to get back into, you know, being okay. And I always liked your guitar sound so much that I wanted it to sound like like what are those pickups? Yeah. So I got I got me some FC. The so uh, so pickups. Yeah, he wanted to AB the our guitars after one jam, and I was like, hmm, what? So we plugged them both straight in. My I'm talking about my Strat, my white Strat, and it was obvious with which the ones, Texas pickups. The the uh, what are they called? Uh, uh, Texas Specials. Uh-huh. And it was. It was obvious which guitar sounded better. So. I know, but a lot of times it's it's the guy. People, yeah, sure. People think if I have the same gear 
that that person plays to. There's that, some that truth. I'm going to sound like that. But Maybe sonically. It's n- no, <laughs> it's not, man, because I've. Some some of it's in the person. Oh, oh, I would say a lot of it's in the person, but if you're going just to, you just think the gear is going to make you sound good. There's, can't hurt, though. Yeah. Well, no, it can't hurt at all. Just like compute power. You know, I'm doing a lot of this. I'm trying to build a a language model that has the entire context of my life. Like, I'm feeding it about uh, 13 years of Facebook posts likes comments i'm feeding it all my uh papers that i wrote for my communications degree and i'm feeding all my papers for my master's degree and then all this stuff that i'm writing lately and i'm going to use it to help me write a book this book i've been working on so feed it in and it writes a book and you just well, sign no, it it's, and it, i don't want it to write it but i want to be able to give it a task about like uh i want you to go reference this time period in my huh. life, and I want you to tell me what was going on. Like, what was I saying? What was I, you know? And so it can help me form it huh. in co- a cohesive way. I have an expired passport for that. <laughs> Where was I? <laughs> oh, here. Right, right. I have no recollection. Well, I of mean, the past. I mean, more of a mental state. Yeah. You know, not just where was I in the world. Like, you know, I've, you know, hey, this isn't about me anyway. We're All just right. talking about you. Billy used to have an afro. Speaking of expired passports, <laughs> let's, let's hear the Afro story. Um, I, man, all the things that I thought we'd talk about, I didn't think hair was going to be up there. Well, I well but, because that hair will will bring into the context like where you came from, where you were, right? Well, I was a hippie or want to be hippie with a scruffy little beard. Oh, you were baggy clothes and playing on the street, and uh, you know, I had the the pick. For the afro to kind of fluff it up. Can you guys just see that right now? Can just visualize that. <laughs> it goes in your back pocket. With yeah. the little. Yeah. Now, did you know, you knew John Paul and them back then, uh-huh. didn't you? Yeah. Yep. I've been hearing stories from, this is what we, I had Tilney on, and we had talked about, uh, the, they didn't necessarily, they weren't hanging out with you, but they ran around you a lot or something like that. And then me and Keith. Yeah, Mallory, yeah. the drummer, we shared a house. How long were you guys living together? Not that long. Yeah, is he hard to live with? Yeah, he's horrible. He's always praying for you and stuff. <laughs> Actually, I don't remember button heads at all. I think it was just kind of a. He was. I think the. We didn't live together that long. I don't think, but I knew yeah. he was a drummer, and we kind of played a little bit. Well, that's cool. Was, Lawrence Man, was a I good music Keith, scene. I love Keith, dude. Actually, I've got uh, Keith's doing two gigs with me at. Uh, actually, three. I know because I tried to hire him and he was booked both times. So thanks sorry. a lot, Fletch. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, I, you know, drummers. I had a drummer thing. I'm not going to talk about online. Okay. Know, but it's like you know. I like Spinal Tap. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know it, that should be a shirt. You know that's such a drummer thing to do. You know what spontaneously combust. <laughs> yeah, or you know, nobody. It's funny because maybe you can talk about this, about how sometimes it's hard to find people uh, that understand the big picture of like you're booking all the gigs, you're talking to all these people. Sometimes you're, you know, your your money's already gone before you've even paid your band 
you know, these are things that I, I just the average gun for hire. I don't think really thinks about what, what I mean? No. And I get in on those conversations and I, I, I hear their side of it and I have my side, you know, it's like, there's gotta be somewhere in the middle. Sure. There, yeah, of but, course there is. And I think all that is, is just. As long as a, they come to my side. <laughs> Then I'll hire him again. <laughs> yeah. If you yes, if you just yes, say yes. Yes. And do what I say, and then I'll keep hiring. You know, I don't. I mean, you want a little bit of pat friction. I, you know, I like to be able to, like, when I record, I tell the guys, like, look, this is what I, like, where I'm going, but be you. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of my style. When if I have to hire, I, I'm trying right now to really get a solid group. You know, and that's hard to do. I lost the band member when I when it got recorded and I didn't like it and I had somebody else redo it and then that was the last that oh, that man. they and I told him at a gig and I knew it wasn't going to go good so I waited till the the last break and I you know I knew he wouldn't like it you are the father <laughs> <laughs> and then every song he started to take a cymbal down Oh, and start packing up so he could get so but, yeah you know, but it's my record and i wanted to sound a certain should, way I mean, and just like that, well there's just there's that's actually kind of proving well not proving but adding to the point that, that it's a big picture thing and i think a lot of times uh i don't know the the, the closer that i get to people that i play with the more we can have those discussions and, and still without hurting their feelings. Yeah. Without being, you know, because I've had it happen to me when the people wanted to, they wanted it apart and I played it and they didn't use it. Cause I, eventually my, my goal in life, you know, and I'm going to be able to do it pretty soon because of this commercial real estate thing that's getting ready to hit the country, but is find an old hangar an old warehouse, you know, and got it put a sound stage in mm. it and a, a studio Maybe a church no churches too close to god and just be on no, to get smoke well i mean we can we can dive right into that if you would like to <laughs> now i'd kind of like to hear a little yeah. more about about how you got came across an ocean to get here no i'm from here well, okay, well then you, but you left and lived overseas for a while, didn't you? Like Tasmania or something uh, like that? 12 years in New Zealand, then Australia. Yeah, that's Be cool. Because I don't like winter. Oh, yes, that's right. We, I remember having this conversation. And I wanted you. to go somewhere that wasn't third world so much like Mexico or I'd spent right. some time in Costa Rica and then uh, hit, went over to Australia and New Zealand and the music was pretty good and you know yeah i had a had a regular gig at this hotel so you on, always on had the, people the... that thought you were amazing every every night oh no no <laughs> not everybody some just yeah. enough but not everybody's gonna like you well sure but when if you're at a hotel you know you got a new audience a lot well it was a small town oh okay okay and a little tourist destination so, so that's where the alcoholics lived Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Man, I would I wasn't I tried not drinking and you like it was just they could not understand that concept. Really? Like fake beer, gotcha. like you know, that non alcoholic beer. Near beer, that's what we it's call like, it. In what's the, service? the point? Well, it's just a anyway, that's how Yeah. But anyway, I had a cool gig on the 
in the barrier reef and I wouldn't wear shoes and I would, I lived upstairs and you can see that boats coming in. And that's where you were honing your skill, man. Like, no, is I that where you're doing the tambourine? The the tambor- <laughs> <laughs> I honed my skill on the street, on the street corners. Yeah. Talk Playing about in, that. In Europe and uh, across the States and every country I went to. So how did you fund these tours? You just went Just out? by playing, opening up, go, go to the busiest place that you can think of at the busiest time and, and open up your case and just start playing and yeah. play for tips. See, it's funny. The only time I ever did anything like that was Fisherman's Wharf. Uh-huh. And it was a church thing, you know, and yeah. I was singing gospel stuff. And uh, it was funny, though, because people threw money at it. <laughs> well, see, so um, I, the first time I ever played was uh, in Phoenix that I realized you could, about busking. Yeah. And I, I saw this guy playing fiddle and go, people are throwing him money. And I was a bad construction worker that was just about ready to get fired because I was no good. And I, I went out on this this uh, art fair and made the same money I was making for huh. the for the week at the construction job. I was like, oh, I'll just do that. And then we read in the paper about how San Francisco, they were making like $300 yeah. an hour. And so me and a juggler friend went out and we played. And I think I played all day for about you know, that's two dollars and fifty cents and some crackers. It's a sentence I never thought I would hear. Right. Me and my juggler friend. Oh yeah, <laughs> jugglers have friends. They don't have friends. <laughs> but wow. but I did see uh, when you when you get on the 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 trolley at in Fisherman's Wharf or yeah. in the San Francisco. I love San Francisco. We uh, we heard this cool killer band there's a big crowd and you know we'd been playing all day and to no money really yeah and there was a guy playing guitar and this he was playing dobro style electric guitar with the strings facing up yeah he was uh missing his left hand and on his left hand he had a uh metal slide or a metal slide on a terry cloth cover hell yeah and he was missing all but two fingers on this hand and he played with a pick and his nickname was fingers. <laughs> of course. And it mean blues. And I just, uh, I could just throw my guitar in the bay because this guy's, but it also told me what it's like, well, if you ever hurt your fingers, you can just hey, man, play like that. that. I was just thinking what, what he didn't give some up. Amazing. Yeah. He, he did not give up. That's yeah. amazing resilience. I know. I was impressed. Yeah. Dude. And that's hard. Uh, you know, I, I've come to this Dio. Hey, we're trying to talk here. We don't need you licking up. Thank you. Don't say that and edit it like you're saying it to me. Oh, no. he Dude, he speaks English, man. No. I'll tell you a story about him in a little bit. But uh, for me, that that is like the hardest thing, especially about being any kind of an artist, is like the only way that it you ever i this is what i'm coming to believe anyway like especially now that i'm getting into doing all this digital art and these digital things that like you can't ever stop creating it you know what i mean like if you stop creating it 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 like goes away like i it not necessarily goes away but there's been times in my life where i just kind of gave up on it you know but i knew it was what i'm it's like the only thing i'm i feel like a 
a person doing, you know? And if I give it, give up on it, like, I don't, I don't know. Does that make sense at all? That doesn't happen for me. I, I kind of go in spurts. Yeah. And then I'll, I'll go for it. I'll have a dry spell, like say songwriting uh-huh. and think, well, I guess I wrote my last song. There's yeah. no way, Billy. You'll and be writing. Then, you write like a. You write like a, I don't know, dude. You're a songwriting mother. I know, but <laughs> I know, but someday you're gonna run out, or nah. not be good. Anyway, in my back of my head, I think that's it, and then I'll have a, a something where I'm not motivated or I don't have inspiration, and yeah, and then I'm dry for a while, and then then I'll get. Sure. Yeah. I, I mean, I kind of so, get like that. Maybe I, I, I guess it's got to be different for everybody. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to say it's like, I, I don't ever stop, you know, but it's like, I don't stop giving it that importance. Does that make sense? No. Like, like <laughs> <laughs> I'm not making it like my priority. No. So, I, well, you got to live your life and there's other stuff yeah. that's like, you got to do before yeah. you can, I know. Get back and do those other things. It's it's true, and uh, you know, I, right now I'm in a time in my life where I, I'm, uh, through you know, crap that happened to me in the past. You know, I, I'm pretty much okay, but I realize that the government is not going to be there for very much longer. <laughs> you know, so I mean, I, I'm not I'm not trying to be doom and gloom or anything, but I mean, it, look around. This is this is uh, we're keen for. Uh, revolution or some kind of thing because you know you have foreign friends will come you know or i'll talk to them and, or they'll have gone to somewhere else in the united states and be like this looks exactly like what happened you know all the politicians are shoving their pockets full of money in the roads and bridges are falling apart and you know nothing's getting done it's the beginning of the end you know so i don't know oh, it's always been like that i think really well yeah. that's comforting to know that yeah it's always been on the edge of collapse. I guess, yeah, right? They've always Might been... Might as well just get used to yeah, it. Ever just, since Jesus left, they've always been going, yeah, he's coming back tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, well, I don't know. I guess that's kind of what this podcast is, man. It's kind of like me being able to bounce shit off other people that are not only musicians, but are thinkers, you know? I, I, you have a dry sense of humor, but I know you think about shit, you know? Like, even the stuff that you do on stage at, at uh, the jam is calculated. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I mean, I'm, I, you're right because, you know, I, I'm kind of diplomatic, but. Yeah. What are you, t- like, what, well, you know, you know me. I'm yeah. A, well, I. You got it, for instance. Well, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to use any names or do anything. You know, there's a certain type of person that will come to a jam that will have a bunch of songs in their hand or something or, you know, or it's constant when they, you know, whenever they do get up there, they don't follow or do anything with the band. They just do their thing mm-hmm. and they're all over, you know, and I've, I've seen you very calculatedly, if that's a word, calculatedly, <laughs> nudge them off the stage. <laughs> Well, I try and, uh, yeah, if I have my tricks, but, um, you know, I, I try and give everybody a chance in the. Oh, yeah, no, the, you totally do that. In the. You totally 100% do that. But you're that a master. Being, you're a, a master of taking the bad apples 
and getting them through quickly. I don't know if that makes sense. Mm. Not, and I don't want to call people bad apples. Yeah. I just mean, because you have a crowd there too, dude. I, every time yeah. I've gone to your jam, there it's packed. You know, and I that's got to be a kind of a hard wave to wrangle too. You know. Yeah. Well, maybe we're what's keeping them off the sniper tower. We got to <laughs> treat them with respect and. Uh, that's the uh, slogan, man. <laughs> That's, you know, they, <clears throat> I, I, I try do. and be, I try and be compassionate a little more than I was before. Sure. I, I think that's it. I always tell people, <clears throat> number one, it takes balls to get on the stage, period. To get yeah. up there and do anything. Yeah. I don't care what it is. It's not easy. Just no. people that have done it make it look easy, sure. but it's yeah. not easy. For, I, uh, yeah. That's not. why now, that's why we get paid to do it because yeah. other people, it's not as easy as it looks. And I, I, I think more often than not, it's the people that, think they're going to make it easy that really have the most right. problem. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just the whole ego. It's all about ego, man. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I, I, well, you got to have an ego to get up there and go, you do that. People are going to like my crap yeah. that I'm going to spew out here. Sure. But not like the ego, like Quincy Jones, you know, he says egos, just an insecurity dressed up, <laughs> you know, like, you have some swagger, but yeah, yeah. Well, you it's a balance. A, you gotta have a little balance. bit, yeah. It's a a balance. Belief in yourself that I can get up and do this. I can make any white pearl snap look good. I know. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I, you, that's per request. Hey man, that's really epic. Well, that's what started me on busking because I saw a guy busking go, I can do that. Well, heck yeah. yeah. Van Halen didn't come out tapping. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that's what always there you go. kept me going on guitar playing. Um. But, dude, I, I can tell you 100% that I would not be uh, the kind of guitar player I am today without that jam, All without right. going there, and without the Sunday jam as well. Like, you know, it, it it's cool. We were talking about the, the dichotomy between what it's like on Saturday and what it's like on Sunday. You know, it's like Saturday for me is like being a rock god. You're coming in. <laughs> you know, and Sunday it's just like, you're not really going to get noticed unless you do something amazing or or you really do something bad. Other than that, you know, everybody's just having fun. That's kind of the difference, huh. you know, because I think, uh, I don't know. It's But it's great. It's great because it makes Knuckleheads this mecca of of people. And there's a lot of talent that comes out of there. You know? Yeah. I mean, shoot, I came out. <laughs> I'm a self-hater, you know. Are you a self-hater? You deal with no. that at all? No, no. You got a good. I play accordion and banjo. You do. It's like, you... Go well, ahead. well. That you gotta like <laughs> go ahead, try and yeah, the subtle try art. and ding my armor. The subtle art of not giving a fuck. Accordion. Dude, and you do it well, too, man. Yeah. That time uh, when we were out there for Jack's jam, that was a lot of fun, man. When you're you jam the jam for Jack, uh-huh. yeah, dude. You rock that accordion, man. You rock the lap steel. You rock guitar. You rock the harpsichord. You rock. You probably got a recorder that you can bust out. You've got everything. Harmonica, Hammond, play piano. This, I mean, seriously, you're a. If it makes you feel better, this is why I tell people so they do feel better. Like I can't play fiddle or any of the horns or. Yeah, well, so. I. It's not about feeling better. It's just it, it's inspiring to keep learning. Obviously. You didn't just download that shit. You had to yeah, work at all of it. 
some hours on each of those things. But um, when people say, I tried music, like I tried fiddle, and every five years I'd get it out from under the bed, and then it'd sound off. Yeah, and like, <laughs> bad kitty, put it back under the bed, and then five years later, and after about 20 years, I gave it up. But what if that would have been my one and only entry into the music right and go well i like music i i think i got an aptitude and i got the wrong thing yeah and i suck at this and no matter how much i i could have had some lessons maybe but yeah uh it just it wasn't the thing for me sure and something clicks so that's what i tell people that that are disappointed in their own musical journey sure that maybe you just got the wrong thing. Maybe the triangle would be your thing. Or I anybody can play a rain stick. Yeah. There you go. You know? Shh. You can do the nice little soothing sounds. There I mean, you go. Everybody, anybody. Oh, there's can Rain that. Man. You know, you're you're a polymath of uh, instruments. How about that? Okay. It's my new I'm I, I'm trying to be a polymath in life. I want to Hmm. Learn a lot of different things. That sounds like algebra, no, geometry. It's, it comes from a lot of math. It comes from the early Greek. A polymath. Math didn't even mean mean math. It meant oh. learning. Okay. You know, so poly many yeah. learnings. So that's why, like, right now I'm real into, and this is kind of how I do. I've decided to do recording and and music. Like I've I've been recording since January second. You know, I was in the studio, and that kind of thing comes in waves the finish you know what i mean like getting it all together i have to be in a right mood you know i so i'm i've decided that anything artistic in my life i'm i go in these uh it's like i, I have a beam and i i'm gonna be okay right now i'm gonna focus on this music part mm-hmm. right now i'm gonna focus on this mm-hmm. art part right now you know now because of ai i'm being able to focus on developing whole Gal, you know nft marketplaces and stuff which is going to be the big thing next you know when web3 gets in every house and everybody's using a crypto wallet which is coming soon uh you know i have no idea what you're talking about i well that's all right i won't okay. talk about it for long <laughs> well it's it's it, i'm learning a lot and, well, and it's really what, important what about like if you're on something recording can you lay that down and then go do something else and come back to it? Because I can't. I have to. Yeah, I can't. I have to go all the way, stick with the Balls one thing. The yeah. And then when that's off my mind, then I can open it up to something else. But I can't have all these plates spinning. Well, I can. I I can and will do that. Say if I'm recording it on my own, like I'm doing it myself. Mm-hmm. And there's and it's just this thing that I got to do. Then I'll do that. Um, but like if I'm doing the records like down at Weights and Measures. You know, he's so full all the time. It's like, you know, you're going in once a month, you know. So, um, but it's a different, totally different way of recording. And I really enjoy it. Like, I have a lot of fun just getting all the guys there mm-hmm. and seeing what happens. And But I'm learning that costs too much money. I, I don't enjoy it at all. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So, on Oceans, my, my last record, uh, Billy... I heard the steel part in it and I was trying to get him to come to the studio and he wouldn't do it. He's like, he said, fuck you, Fletch, fuck your record, fuck everything. No, he didn't say it. He just asked me to send it to him and he did it on his own. It, it was great. Because I I can't do it in a tech. I can't leave my, I can't make my uh, 
voicemail recording in one take. My incoming message. Really? No, I've got. Are you kind of a perfectionist, Billy? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's never going to be perfect, but I don't want to be in the studio and have the pressure. I get you to perform and. It just and then I think about screwing it up and then I screw it up because I'm thinking about it. I got you. And, no, I know exactly what you mean. And I, I don't enjoy that part of the. Well, I guess then that's that's wisdom. Then you, right from your life, yeah, you've was, realized. Yeah, but I was better off not knowing. The earlier records, <laughs> we could just go in, bang yeah. it all out. Sounds good. Let's go. Maybe. We right. tried to hate yourself album. after. We had it. Man, sounds good to me. Yeah. We tried to do a whole album in a, uh, a session. Man. Went in, recorded the songs, and expected them to mix it all and give us the... Dang. <laughs> That's, yeah. That was like the second album. And I think the first album did in maybe two days or something. Man, and your albums, too, you always got a lot of tracks, man. Yeah. I, I, I've started, let's see, which one did I start listening to? The one with the 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 hills on it, the one he started, made in 2020. Uh-huh. The, the Hold Up the Sky. Yeah, and it had the, not, no, Alligator Girl wasn't on that one. That was on the next one. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, you got a lot of tunes, and a lot of good tunes, though, too, man. Thank you. And I'm not exactly sure how you're recording them, but it sounds good. It sounds great. Well, half of the Burn Ends album was done in a studio and we paid some money to yeah and then the other half was i recorded myself and then it was mastered and then we compared the two it's like it really wasn't worth the extra money to go in the studio and you i mean i didn't you couldn't tell listening to the record you know from that that was my concern on the album i'm working on now it's called simply abstract (laughs) and it's it's a lot of different stuff. I'm going to release a single, uh, this instrumental single. It's the only instrumental I've ever done, but it was really cool. It's got this cool thing. You can listen for it if you want, if you remember. But I did the guitar solo in one track, and I, I play a slide part. And you can hear, because I was trying to be real quick, taking my slide off, I had a ceramic slide. You can hear it bust into pieces on the floor. All right. <laughs> Yeah, you captured the the end of its life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, it's cool, and I, uh, that wouldn't have happened if I hadn't gone in and did it with Dwayne. Mm-hmm. And Dwayne, man, if you ever go somewhere, you need to go to Weights and Measures because the guy he charges very reasonable, and he he has some of the best gear. I mean, state of the art gear, and his his place is amazing. Maybe. Yeah, he's great. Um, next time I'm in there, I'm gonna get you to come. You don't have to play. You can bring something yeah. in if, if you feel like it. You know, you know what I do with Aiden is because he's kind of like that. Is when I go to do the vocals or something like that, I just let him track whatever he wants to track while mm. I'm doing the vocals. Mm. You know, so. I don't know. I you would think the more you do it, the better you would get at doing it, but it seems the opposite. To each me. thing is a, each one's alive, kind of. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like I I don't know. It's it's a lot of fun. It can be really stressful though too. Fun isn't the word I would use. No. What what is fun for you, Millie? Playing live is fun. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. That's fun. Is that is that like just that's why you do it? Because that's kind of what what drives you. 
I think so. I think there's something uh, when you're just like meditative about when you're just thinking about one thing and you kind of go to some other place with music yeah. that you can't get any other totally way that I know. Yeah, I know. There, there's something for the the live uh, chi or whatever you want to call it. Uh-huh. Like or even, even, even just playing at home. Sure. You know, you get lost in your own little world and mm-hmm. I don't get that with anything else. So, and I get paid for it. So yeah, there's that dude. And, and you're great at it. So at every time I've seen, it's been great. Now, I mean, when I was, can't be I, great all the time. when I first came in <laughs> on the scene and I was running the bar out there, I remember I had you out. Yeah. To, and, uh, you were nothing short of wonderful. So, so all you people that talk shit about Billy all the time, he's really a good guy. Go ahead, I play accordion <laughs> yeah, and banjo. Go uh, ahead, yeah. talk all, talk away. Guy's such an asshole, man. Yeah. Well, I think I don't think anybody thinks you're an asshole. Well, I'm sure somebody. Oh yeah. Oh, you're it's got to be. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, Mister. Mister thinks he's so funny with his accordion jokes. Some I don't know. I, I love no your idea. jokes, dude. I I never. You know, I like to see how people perceive. It's yeah, same things that you. I tell. Uh, I have nobody can like all of it. I tell jokes, some jokes sometimes in my banter, but one of them is uh, I'll always start it with, "You guys want to hear an inappropriate joke?" And you know, you always go, "Yeah." And it's uh, how do you find a blind guy at an orgy? It ain't hard. <laughs> it's kind of a joke that you would tell, I think. Yeah, that's your kind of humor. Yeah, some of the jokes don't always go. Over no, but who cares? It's I mean, it's just like getting on stage. You know, it's like one of these days I want to try stand-up comedy. You know, I, I just like I like. Well, I think I could be funny for ten minutes, but I don't know if I could be funny on demand. Really, you know, to oh, I think to have too. it, to have the routine. But and do you do like a lot of times at parties? I used to do the whole. I, cause I'm good at just making words up a lot. Like sometimes that I do this thing with uh, the Grateful Dead song, fire on the mountain. Mm-hmm. I play and I'll sing the first verse like it's meant to be. And then the rest of the song, I just make up. Yeah. And nobody ever says a word. <laughs> oh yeah. That's a, that's a live, that's the live version of the winter garden. <laughs> yeah. 68. Yeah. yeah. You know, or I, I mean, there have been times where I've, sang something, played something with a band, and it will never get sang or played again. You know, like something that's just really mm-hmm. cool. That is what you're talking about for me. Like that's I get lost in it. It's like yeah. I'm just the music is controlling me, kind of thing. Not you know what I mean. It's like yeah. I don't want people to get all weird and we're we're not talking about satanic inviting demons in or anything. Well, that's later. Well. <laughs> Who knows if they're a good witch or a bad witch? Yeah. Come on in. I'll Come on in. It out. We'll figure it out. Yeah, I'll yeah. write a song about it and then you get get out. Yeah. Well, so how has spirituality or uh, anything like that helped you in life? Or are you a strictly materialist kind of? And I don't mean materialist is in buying things all the time. I mean like matter, you know. Well, I I don't know that I'm... I don't really think about things that much. I just kind of let things no. come my way. You know, you don't think about death or anything like that at all. Oh, I'm ready. That? Yeah. So, what do you think happens after death? Um. Well, 
I had, I guess, you know, I was, I just said I wasn't spiritual, mm -hmm. but I did have a, a vision that my great grandma was there to take me to the other side. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. So I was going to say I'm not, but I guess I am. Yeah. But I don't. You're you're not a religious person, as in no. standardized religion, mm -hmm. Christianity, Islam. Mm -hmm. really. okay. Gotcha, gotcha. But I I would think that you probably have some kind of ethos that you live by. I'm sure, like you you think you've. I've never heard anyone call you a thief or say that you're dishonest or. And I've I've never experienced. But anything you didn't like that. know Tequila Billy. <laughs> oh yeah. But now Tequila, tequila Billy, yeah. he was a different story. I like to separate myself. Gotcha. From Tequila gotcha. Billy and yeah. uh, Tequila Fletch uh, went to to the brig on the night before I was deployed to Afghanistan uh -huh. because I, I was double fisting Patron and at the end of the night I was holding my wallet out to bouncers begging them to try and take it, you know. Mm -hmm. So I get the tequila. Yeah. Let's hear a Tequila Billy story. <laughs> uh, okay. You don't, you don't have to. You don't have to. You don't have to if you don't want Well, to. he was not very compassionate or caring. <laughs> he was pretty selfish and would just do whatever the hell he wanted to do, but usually involved tits and... Right, right, right. Inappropriate yeah. sexual uh, yeah. affronts. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't good. Were you doing the Jim Morrison stuff on stage or something? No, like I, I kept my clothes on, on stage, but it wasn't good, and... Uh, trying to be more compassionate now. Sure. I better. Yeah. I quit drinking in two. Tequila Billy died in two thousand eight. Well, congrats, man. That's yeah. It's not. It's not hard, dude. I let's see. I'll be. I'll be two years in November. But this has been the most productive year and a half yeah. I've ever had. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for all the money you're saving. Yeah, dude. And I all the stuff I'm. You know, I, I'm. I've always had all these these thoughts and these things. You know. Uh, like I said, I'm you know I'm working on a book and working on. It's hard to sit in the bar six hours or eight hours if you're not drinking. Yeah, first half an hour like this is good, and then the conversations. And I used to think that I needed it to be a good musician. Totally false. <laughs> uh, well, people like to come and watch Tequila Billy just to see if they would come off the rails. But... Right, right. So I had a better audience then, but. Well, shoot, man, I, I you. You're pretty much like you. You've got like locked in weekly gigs all over town. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's not that's not an easy thing to to do and to keep, right? Like, well, yeah, you can really screw up or piss somebody off or. How have you How have you developed that? Is there any? Do kind I of show up? Advice? <laughs> yeah, that's I a don't good one. cancel. That's a good one, right? I don't yeah. cancel because I got a better gig. I right. uh, I still do. I look forward that's to the gigs one, and. Uh, you know, yeah. I I try not to take it for granted. Yeah. You know, I'll sit there and play some of these. Nope. Theo, stay down. I'll play some of these gigs and pull up and go. Ah, I'm thankful I have this gig and be yeah. able to play and, you know, go be on knucklehead stage and think this is great. But you know, could, it could be gone in any yeah. second. Yeah. yeah. I remember the first time I I sat at Frank's table and felt like it was okay. I just got off stage or something, or mm -hmm. I was there with with Levytown early mm -hmm. on, the, you know, and hanging out. Remember, I I got to know Jan and stuff. I remember it was packed, and I all my friend, you know, Jack and other guys were around, and I just remember looking around and going, 
don't fuck this up. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm one of those. I used to be one of those self-sabotaging mm. alcoholics. You know, yeah. like I was pretty good about not sabotaging it when I came on the scene here because I I knew it was a big problem and I I took steps to make sure I wasn't drunk ever on a at a performance or something. But now after all that, it's a totally different story. Yeah. Well, you've acclimated pretty well to Kansas City. Thank you, man. You've been a good part to I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I I don't know. I'm just trying to – I just have this, like, weird into – I don't know what you want to call it. Intuition, whatever. You know, I just want to – I want to be able to help people out of, like, being stuck in a horrible religion, being any kind of – dogma that we've had to live under for like ever it seems like you know i i I just feel like there's that's just what i'm gonna do and i'm gonna keep you Mm. know kind of doing that and i i thought a podcast with you know other musicians and you know people that going through the same kind of stuff that you know just if it can help somebody i don't care if it helps one person it's worth it to me you know what i mean i always like to hear the other stories of musicians even if it's not my genre sure because it's all relatable oh yeah yeah it's a language music yeah. right right yeah and all the same stuff the gigs and yeah disappointments and Gig successes like gigging and, man that's a, yeah that's a hell of a thing man especially if, you know when you're trying to get gigs in a big city like this you get you know you've been doing it way longer than me i'd, I'd love if you have any hacks are there any get gigs quick hacks? <laughs> well, uh, no. <laughs> There's, I to me, I like going in person and meeting the the per you know and face to face and but the digital sending the EPK something and all that. Yeah. to somebody and hope they look at it and like it. Right. I just didn't have as much success because. It's just another one in the pile. I just sure. I'm better at talking to somebody in person. I think. Yeah. Well, I think that I think probably the best thing is a little bit of both nowadays. Uh, well, and then if you have if you have the presence, and then you can send them. But I, without some kind of physical. Sure. Yeah. Because I always like to, to judge the body language of the person I'm talking to. Mm-hmm. You start talking to them about money, and they start closing their arms. Yeah, you're gonna and, get and looking at their watch. It's like you better change subject because <laughs> this ain't going so good for you. Little things like that. Yeah, being able to read people and and not freaking out, I think, is a good thing really? for people to understand just about jump up gigs. and down, take your shirt off, and start or like drooling. when when a, a owner you know asks you to turn down for the oh yeah you know or just stuff like that. I've oh, seen yeah. people lose their cool over things that don't need to be yeah and then the gigs are gone and those things you know bad bad news or bad shit spreads like wildfire mm-hmm. good stuff like you, you did a good job you were cordial you takes a lot music. longer takes a lot <laughs> longer <laughs> yes takes a lot longer man well dude i don't i know you got places to be and stuff but but well thanks for inviting me into your home yeah, and uh, what a cool spot and well thanks dude That's... maybe we can play some music together dude we're gonna play music i'd like to do i'd like really it's gonna happen eventually it's gonna be called east side collective 
I made that up. No, actually, it was Jack. Eastside Collective and get everybody together when the time is right and write something, like write an album together mm. and just do it. You know, take that you know, would be amazing. I fun. thought that it was a good idea that you had, and I tried to run with it, and I bombed. What, on what? Um, I tried to get. I tried to collaborate more with people. Uh huh. And it really bombed. Yeah, it sucked. Well, what people did you? Was it the people or was it just just didn't? No, I had a good, yeah. uh, good musicians, and it's like it just. Because I always done it myself. Yeah. And I thought, well, maybe I should open it up and it would be, you know, Lennon well, hey, McCartney don't, or don't, something. Don't fuck up your shit because of some dumb thing I said. <laughs> no, I liked your idea. I liked well, it. I thought it was a good idea for you. Yeah. But not for me. <laughs> gotcha. Hey, man, it's true. Some, you know, it's just like different people, how they record, different people, how they do a gig. Well, you I know. thought it would feed off and then we'd do something sure. and do something and. But it didn't happen. Well, and it just wasn't. But it still happen. could happen. Yeah, I I think even getting getting something like that together and doing a show would be a lot of fun mm-hmm. for it and doing it live. You know, get I don't know. It's just such a good city and it's a good time. I think right now to really be thinking about all that stuff because World Cups coming here. There's going to be a lot of eyes on Kansas City in the next few years. So mm. anyway, well, I appreciate you, man. Thanks I love much. you, and I, I wanted to tell you. Real quickly, um, thank you. Like, really, thank you for giving me shit the moment I walked in the door at Duckleheads. <laughs> Thanks for, like, helping me, like, you know, giving me advice along the way and, and all that shit. I'm, trying, I'm not going to cry or anything because I don't want to have to beat anybody up. You're crying a little bit now. I, I, can, yeah, see I'm, I'm cr- <laughs> I can see the voice of name. It's okay. Well, I love you. Dia loves all you. Right. So, thanks, Thank man. you so much, man. I gotta go to work.